Fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z. Joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. Hey, man. Hello. How you doing? Uh, horrible because it's November. You're bumming me out because I was really excited to talk about this movie. You're making me feel like how you were walking into Friday Eight. Yeah. Well, no. This movie, Child's Play, I love as the 1988 version. Even the uh, remake version, I thought was pretty good. Aubrey Plaza and whatnot, and there was some like good kills, but no, it's the fact that we're about as far away from Halloween as we possibly can be. Well, the day we're recording, it's November 2nd. We're closer than we were yesterday. Oh, yesterday was terrible. <laughs> I think we, even Razor Raw brought it up in the group chat of just like, oh my god, like November 1st is the worst. That's a good rhyme, but yes, it is. But uh, real quick, I do want to sprinkle in a tiny bit of Halloween stuff here at the very end, because we didn't get to talk um, since trick-or-treating or Halloween Day happened. Yeah. So real quick, um, did you, because uh, uh, where you like live, you don't really get trick-or-treaters at your house, don't do you? I get zero, but I go to my parents' house and hand out candy with them. They get them. Oh, nice. How was it uh, this year? It was good. They live in like a neighborhood that gets a ton of kids, so it was fun. That's good. It did. Is there any like costumes that stuck out to you? No, I saw a good bit of the, like the classic slasher stuff, which was really cool. Um, lots of Freddy's, Chucky's, Jason's, couple Michaels. Um, I saw a Jawa that made me laugh a lot because of all the Star <laughs> nice. Wars character. I was proud of that kid of being a Jawa. You know, a couple of oh, one kid was whatever the kid from ET was, where he was just mm. riding his bike with a red hoodie, but he had <laughs> ET in the basket, so that was funny. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. What about you? Uh, our trick-or-treat is usually really good every year because we we live on a corner of a street, so we get a lot of kids. I really decked out my porch this year, even above and beyond what I have past years. Like, I've always wanted to put a television outside and be playing like Frankenstein or something on it while passing out candy, but I've never actually like done it. Well, this year I finally did it, and it was so much fun. Even like a bunch of the parents and like some of the grandparents were like commenting like oh that's a really good idea and whatnot oh that's good the two costumes that really stuck out to me we we did have two chuckies oh nice i was chucky oh yes you and anna were what uh chucky and tiffany right yeah that's awesome i love that picture of you yeah i was i was happy to like draw the scars on the face and everything it was fun yeah but unfortunately what you say you had to shave to do it right yeah, I shaved my beard off so that way I could do it. I'm like, if I'm doing this, I'm going to do it. And what, because I wore makeup on Halloween day, and I sent it to the group chat, and you're immediately like, when I was a young boy, because I had like, that. That's what you look like. <laughs> yeah, I just went to emo, basically, and like just darkened my eyes and paled my skin. I was like, well, I got to do something. Yeah, we had, you know, Chucky, two Chuckies. They were good. We had a Patrick Star, which I really enjoyed. Nice. And I did get tricked. I heard about this. Go on. Where I was outside. I was dressed as the Misfits fiend for Hall of, uh, uh, Trick or Treat. Um, and I went inside to grab some more like candy to pass out. And I wanted to check on the cats and like grab a drink kind of thing. And when I, came, I was inside for like five minutes, probably less. 
And I came back out and I sat down in my chair and I had the candy bowl sitting on the step on the steps. So it's like social distancing and whatnot. Yeah. And I go, okay, well, I'm going to go kind of walk down to the walk down the steps and just look at the house and see if there's anyone coming. And I look down and I'm like, where'd my trick or treat bowl go? Some fucker (laughs) stole my entire bowl of candy and the bowl itself, which was a witch's cauldron. Look, I'm sorry this happened to you, but I'm also kind of proud of this kid who took it. (laughs) Which, honestly, I was not mad whatsoever when it happened. Because I was almost like, I should have known better not to leave candy unattended. Yeah, that was kind of on you there. Yeah, that's what I was like. And you have to think, that kid, uh, you know, had like probably the best night where he's like, oh, look at all the candy I got. When in all honesty, he got like $10 worth of candy. Yeah. And I had more in the house backed up just in case if something like this happened. So I still got to hand out for the rest of the night. <laughs> Good. But I've, I was like, oh, that little fucker. I was like, oh, you're having a great night, aren't you? I was like, oh, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to get into this one? Yep, let's get into uh, child's play. All right. So we're going to get take care of your post-Halloween blues, hopefully, today, people. I hope. <laughs> Alright, so this is Child's Play from 1988, rated R, directed by Tom Holland, not Spider-Man, another Tom Holland, and written by Don Mancini. Yeah, and Don Mancini, uh, Mancini or Mancini, I don't know. Mancini. Mancini, okay. Don Mancini, who kept this entire series going up until even this year, there's a Child's Play series. Yeah, he is one of my favorite, like, career paths in horror, because... He set out to do Child's Play. This first movie he was like, "Well, this did well. We're gonna do the sequel." They did it pretty quick, and then all this guy does is make Chucky movies every few years. And I'm like, I love it. Honestly, like he became so attached to this character in the world he crafted, and he never broke continuity once. He never did a reboot or anything like that. That reboot that came out was actually done without him or anything like that. That's why they only had the rights to the name Child's Play. Not they couldn't call it Chucky or anything like that. Because, but this dude has never broken continuity once and just like, yeah, that's my career. I make Chucky movies. Yeah, and I enjoy all of them, even though like some are better than others, of course. And they're actually like the some of them go from like extremely dark to like basically like a slapstick comedy. Yeah, this is still my favorite It's still Child's Play, the original. Yeah, and like you were saying with him keeping the continuity, like even in the new Child's Play TV series, he mentions that uh, he mentions like his son Glenn or Glinda. Yeah, exactly. Which I love that, but I something just makes me really happy when like a continuity is this far in and still intact. I don't know why. Like I love that stuff. And he still seems to have like passion for the series. Oh, for sure, and it really shows like it in the work, like. You can tell it's not a, oh, let's get this out. You can tell, like, a lot of thoughts put into it. Whether it's great or not in some of the sequels is debatable, but... Yeah, they even in the, like, it look at, like, Seed of Chucky. Like, okay... That's that my might, bottom. That's my bottom as well, but it still has parts of it that are fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, it starts out with Charles Lee Ray being chased into the toy store by our detective, what is his name, Mike. Um, do you know who plays Mike, the detective, who's the main character in this? He always looked familiar. He's the vampire from Fright Night. Oh, well, oh shit, that's right, okay. So, yeah, that's just a fun little connection for him. But 
he's shot as he goes in there and he collapses on a bunch of good guy dolls, opens one and starts saying the spell. You know, the Ole Dewey Demdala. Well, like, okay, so Charles Lee Ray, played by Brad Dorif, who is, is another uh, series, like, mainstay, except for the reboot, of he plays Chucky in every single movie. Exactly. That, when, I, when we say all of them, we're excluding the reboot, which has its own merits, but doesn't connect to any of the rest of this. Right, it should honestly be its own thing. Yeah, if you wanted to make a cool techno horror, man, that's it. But oh, yeah. it's not Chucky. I, I like that movie, but yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so he's, like, running from the police, and, like, he gets shot, his getaway driver takes off on him, and he's like, oh, he's like, god fucking damn it, and then, like you say, he breaks into the toy store, and he's running around. Do you know who he reminded me of in this scene? Who? Tommy Wiseau. He does, when he has the long hair and everything, he does look a little Tommy Wiseau-ish, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like, oh, fuck off, police. Oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) Oh, hi, doll. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, hi, doll. Can I possess you? <laughs> you know what's funny is, you know what's called the good guy doll here, right? Right. You know in some of the later movies, they'll, like, mention buddy dolls. Oh, yes, you're right. The, the reason is, there was a real brand of dolls called the buddy doll, and it was kind of like the first, like, doll-type thing really marketed towards boys, and they were stuffed. They weren't, like, big and animatronic like this. But the outfit was the same, like as Chucky, and they had already started going out of popularity a little bit by 1988, but Chucky, they think, was the final nail in the coffin for it. (laughs) Like, that pretty much put him out of business once Chucky came out. Oh, fuck yeah, they're like, oh shit, we make a doll that looks a lot like this, the doll from this killer, like, move, like, slasher movie. Like, fuck, no kid is gonna want to sleep with his, my buddy doll anymore. Yeah, it's 100% based on the Buddy doll. Like, if you look at the two designs, 100%. Which I even love, like, okay, so, like, Charles Lee Ray is um running through the toy store, and he's gotten shot, like, twice now, I believe. And he's bleeding out. And he's even like, fuck, I'm dying. And then, like, he falls over, like you said, to the good guy dolls, and he keeps kind of saying something like, I need to find someone, because he's, like, he knows this voodoo thing he wants to do, but he doesn't have anybody to transfer his soul into. The good guy doll falls right in front of him, and you see this, like, eureka moment on his face. Oh, yeah. It, I'm sure he didn't think everything through, but, like, it, you gotta do what you gotta do. And it's just... It's funny, because no one ever also considers how much voodoo is tied in with Chucky, unless you're actually watching it. It's a voodoo-centric series. Oh, yeah, because he's always doing the give me the power, I beg of you, and all the chants and whatnot, basically in every movie. Yeah. As he's saying the chant and everything, there's a storm starts brewing right above the store. He finishes the chant and lightning strikes the store, kind of makes like this giant explosion. The detective Mike survives, but Charles Lee Ray, quote unquote, dies. Right. He's a sad doggy. (laughs) Yeah. But after that, we cut to the hero of the movie, Brett. We get Andy. Andy, which, you know, I always have, like, my, uh, I judge child actors probably a little more harshly than I judge, like, regular ones. I gotta say, Alex Vincent is pretty solid in this movie. I'll say he may be my favorite kid in a horror movie. Like, at all. Like, I think is probably Andy. Well, because I think he was young enough when they made this that he still had that childlike, like, 
the way he talked, he didn't know, really know any other way of acting kind of thing. He just acted like himself. So he seems like a real kid. Oh, yeah. And he's, he doesn't mess up at all because he's so young that it makes perfect sense. Kind of like Gage in Pet Cemetery, the same syndrome there, I think. Yeah, like a few times he stutters through his lines, but it's what like a kid would do if he was excited about something. Yeah. He's watching the good guy cartoon, and then he starts making this good guy cereal. He's wearing the good guy outfit, and he's all good guyed out. He loves this stuff. And he's making breakfast. He just pours, like, half a gallon of milk on the cereal. It goes everywhere. He just burns the toast, puts, like, a basically all of the butter in a ball, like an ice cream scoop on the toast. Um, has orange juice spilling everywhere. Just leaves a dripping trail to his mom's room to wake her up. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to be the best son in the world to give my mother breakfast in bed. And it's just completely like the, oh, thanks, honey. Like, I hope you go away so you, I don't have to fake eat this. Yeah. Oh, we should mention there's the ad for the good guy doll, and he was ecstatic about seeing that ad. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, um, yeah, it's, he keeps like dancing. It's like the kids from Halloween 3. Where they just keep turning the t television commercial up and up and up. And the parents are finally like, just shut that fucking thing off. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes to wake up his mom and she's like, why are you waking me up so early? It's because it's his birthday. He wants his presents. But I think him and his mom have a good relationship. You could tell he loves his mom and his mom loves him. Oh, yeah. I really enjoy it. And it seems like genuine. I always, for some reason, thought that this was a Christmas movie because it's like snowing. It's about presents. He's in. A, there's toy stores, but it's not a Christmas movie. It's just a birthday movie. Yeah, because I I was talking to you about that. You're like, I don't know if I want to do a Christmas movie right after Halloween. I'm like, it's not a Christmas movie. It's just the kid's birthday. Yeah, I, I just see presents and snow mixed together, and I just get like a sour pit in my stomach. I'm just like, meh. <laughs> But um, it's time to open presents, and he picks. He wants to open the big one first, as any kid does. The big right. one is just clothes. Yeah, which if you remember back to when you were a kid, and like it was like Christmas or your birthday or something, and you got like oh, you always got clothes for some reason. They like used it as an excuse to buy you new clothes, and it was always just unless it was a cool T-shirt, I would always just be like, okay, cool, they're awesome, thanks. Where's the good stuff? Yeah, I think every kid is like that in the world, though. Like, I remember a few times asking mom, be like, could you put the clothes to one side so I can open all of those at once in the very beginning, say thank you, and then get good to the toys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then he gets the other present, and it's the good guy play set, like the hammer and things like that. And you could tell he's a little upset about the dog. He's like, I wanted the good guy doll. She didn't know about it in time to save up for it type deal. Yeah, but at this point, he has good guy everything else. Like, how does he not have the doll yet? How is the doll not the first thing you've bought him? I feel like the doll's new, because they, the commercials make it seem like the doll is pretty new. Okay. Like, it just came out. We cut to his mom, Karen, at work, and her friend runs up, talks to her, and says, there's a peddler outside with <laughs> one of those good guy dolls, and so she goes down to see him. Sketchiest peddler in the world. Oh my god, I love this guy. He's made of filth. Oh, he's, he looks like he's from the Devil's Rejects, doesn't he? Oh, he does. And he also kind of looks like, fuck, what's that guy's name? Um, He's in, like, po the Police Academy movies, and he's taller. He's like, ha, 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 he just makes noises. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure who you mean. Not the guy that does the really good sound effects. Um, 
Fuck. Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, okay. He kind of looks like a knockoff of him. I can see it. But she goes out there and she starts haggling with the guy. Well, first, she's like, how much? She's like, 50 bucks. Which I think the thing's normally is 100 bucks. Half off. Good deal, lady. And she's about to pay him. And her friend Maggie's like, 10! I'm like, come on. <laughs> he goes, 30! She's like, I'll just pay it! And he's like, I'll take it somewhere else. She gives him the 30 bucks. She gets the doll. The end. Well, not of the movie, but of that. Her friend is like Walt Flanagan, where he's just like, she's just looking for the best deal. Where he's like, he, I'll haggle you for five cents. <laughs> yeah, he, she almost cost her the deal, though. <laughs> Would have been making Maggie yeah. shut up. He's like, ah, oh, I want to go buy some crack, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but she goes back up, and her boss is just the most dickish little man in the world. Oh god, I hate him. I've had bosses like this, where you like you walk away for two seconds and come back, and they're like, "So where were you?" And it's like, I fucking walked away for two fucking seconds. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, like, are you happy with your job here? It's like, no. <laughs> he tells her she's gonna have to work a double, and it's Andy's birthday. She says, "I was like, well, are you?" Ha-? And then does that whole thing. But her friend Maggie says she'll watch Andy tonight, and. But she's allowed to go home to take him home, get him off the bus or whatever, and then has to come back to work. He goes home, gets him off the bus, and he starts running right towards the TV. Like, where are you going? He goes, time to watch good guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, instantly, as soon as he gets home, he's like, well, come here first. And she gives him the present, and he's the happiest kid in the world. Oh, yeah. The, this kid is about the good guy doll like I am about Jason. Oh, yeah. Just like, I have the Jason shirt. I have the Jason socks. I'm watching Friday the 13th. I have a Friday the 13th blanket around me. I'm just talking about it constantly. Liz is like, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but, so, he gets the doll, and then we cut to Maggie watching Andy, and he's having a great time with this thing. Him and Chucky are assembling toy blocks and everything. By the way, Chucky just speaks in the doll voice right here. Hi, I'm Chucky. I like to be hugged. Things like that. Not the Charles Lee Ray Chucky voice yet. No, he's still, like, he's doing a great impression of Chucky himself. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he has to do it or if he can just activate the voice thing. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I bet you he can. Well, because at this point also, like, we'll learn later in the movie, the late, the more that he stays in this body, the more he, like, becomes, like, human and he's stuck in this body. Yeah, he kind of becomes organic over time. Yeah, we're like, right now, he's at the most doll form he can be, probably. So, yeah, he could probably still activate that. It's bedtime for Andy. Maggie tucks him in. Andy says, but Chucky wanted to watch the news. It's like, no, you can watch the news later. Takes him to bed, and then she hears a noise, and the TV clicks on, and Chucky's sitting there watching the news, the doll. Yeah, because he's wanted, Chucky keeps wanting to watch the news story about Charles Lee Ray and, like, kind of what's happening and, like, what everyone else thinks. Because, of course, if you transferred your soul into a doll, you would kind of want to know what the aftermath of what, like, where your body got left was. Well, he also wants to find out about the getaway driver and things like that, too, because he has a vendetta now. Oh, yeah, because even when, like, while he was dying, he's, like, while he was still in Tommy Wiseau form, he's, like, shouting that he's going to get that van driver and the cop. Yeah, Maggie's obviously mad because she thinks Andy set Chucky up to watch the TV because any logical person would think this. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just, like, an overactive imagination at this point they're chalking it up to. 
Yeah, which you would. Uh, yeah. Takes Ch- Chucky back to bed with him. Is kind of disappointed in him. She start, keeps getting startled by noises that once Andy's back in bed, she keeps hearing things. It's Chucky running around. Uh, she's cleaning up this spilled flour in the kitchen, and she turns around, and you just see the little footsteps, and Chucky hits her with the toy hammer, the good guy's hammer, in the head, and she falls out the window. Which, holy shit, like, these good guy accessories are fucking deadly. Like, there's the hammer that I guess can actually, like, it's not plastic, I guess. There's a knife. Um, when he was running through the toy store earlier, there's like a mach- good guy's machine gun in the background. <laughs> and it looks like a machine gun. <laughs> I don't think the hammer is actually the killing blow. I think it's the startle of a doll running across a counter at you and still whapping you with something plastic. Yeah, but like you said, like she backs through the window and then it's this awesome shot of her falling in like slow motion until she hits that truck. Oh, yeah, just plow right down into the ground. And Karen comes home from work to the crime scene, obviously. And she gets up to her apartment, and there's cops everywhere. Uh, One of them's already with Andy. All that's going on. Yeah, and they're kind of questioning Andy and whatnot. And at this point, like, Chucky, I believe, has, like, started whispering to him a little bit. Yeah, that's, I think, already good. Well, that happened earlier because he told him he wanted to watch the news. We never hear that. And I love that about um, the Chucky series in general, even going to the current series going on on TV, like they still play with that. Yeah, like the little like Chucky just whispering to like whoever he's made himself apparent to. Yeah, there's all that flower all over the place, like you said, and they see these like good guy footprints in the flower. And of course, Andy's decked out in all good guy stuff, and he has the same tread pattern, but it's also the same as the doll. Which they don't realize, and he still has flour on his feet. Yeah, which you would think they would look into that a little bit more of like, well, yeah, it's the same pattern, but there's no flour. Let's maybe take a, at least a look at this doll. Yeah, that he's saying did it. It's just mind-blowing to me that once Karen has had enough of these police questioning her son and everything, she kicks them all out of an active murder scene. Yeah, which is like, okay, yep, we'll just leave you alone. It's like, no, that's not happening. No, and don't get me wrong, they probably were close to being wrapped up. Like, it's been going on a bit, but she's like, okay, everybody out, we're done here. And they leave. Ma'am, um, your child might have murdered a person. We're not leaving quite yet. <laughs> but that, that night she's in there talking to Andy, and he tells Karen that Chuck, she tells him Chucky's real name, that his real name's Charles Lee Ray, and he was sent from heaven from dad. Which it was, what is it named after? It's, I know it's Charles Manson, Lee Harvey Oswald, and what's the Ray one? Oh, I don't remember. I did read that once, but then I always forget it because I just associate it with Chucky. I think it, was it Reagan's attempted assassin? Maybe. That Maybe. sounds about huh. right, given the time period. I cannot think of the Ray one, but I know the uh, first two. I know someone's right now screaming at their, like, uh, they're holding up the picture of our podcast screaming at it, like, I hate the movies. <laughs> <laughs> but he also says, Chucky said Aunt Maggie was a real bitch. Yeah, yeah, I love <laughs> it's like Number one, it's like, you're related to this person. Number two, you're six. Don't be cussing. <laughs> but and she's like, Andy, and he goes, you're yelling at me because you're sad about Maggie, right? It's like, 
I guess so. Like, I think the whole everyone's just frazzled right now. Yeah, everyone's just kind of like, okay, just I want to put you to bed, and so we can start again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the next day is with him getting dropped off at. I, is he in preschool? I'm assuming. I would guess so. If not, he's in like kindergarten. Kindergarten at the max, but he's getting dropped off at school, and I like that they include this fact so it's not weird that you see him walking around with a good guy doll. You do see one or two other kids carrying good guy dolls here. Yeah, I did notice that, so it's not like, which is one thing about the new Chucky TV series of, like, it's this, like, middle schooler, but he's, like, carrying, like, the Chucky doll into middle school, like, during the first episode, and I was like, oh, that's, he's gonna get picked on for that. Yeah, so they do right around it right here, which is pretty good, but he never goes into school because Chucky whispers something in his ear, and he just walks out with Chucky. Hey, Andy, let's go down to the crack part of town and look for my junkie uh, ex-henchman. Because they're going after the getaway driver, and it's just Andy walking through the sketchiest parts of town and riding the bus and everything with Chucky, telling him which way to go and everything. Oh yeah, walking through like homeless encampments and whatnot, and like down to like it's it looks like the house from fight club yeah in in winter time it's just doesn't look like a great time they get there and and andy puts chucky down on like a random chair that's there or something he goes i'm gonna go tinkle you stay right there (laughs) yeah so he's like i gotta go to take a leak leaves chucky there which i love they add that and i love how they're like he he's like i need to tinkle you stay here, and it's like, this is so fucking, I love the delivery, it's so funny. I, know, I think that's the funniest line he says in this. But then, he leaves to go tinkle, and Chucky goes into the house. He turns on the gas to the oven, and starts creeping around the house, and, what's the getaway driver's name? I don't remember. I don't remember either. He shouted it at one point, but. Yeah, and it was on the TV and stuff, but anyway, um, he's creeping around the house, like, because he hears the noises that Chucky's making, like, and he's armed and all sketched out because he's on the run. And he almost shoots out when he hears the noise, and they sees it's Andy walking around outside going, Chucky! Yeah. <laughs> like, trying to find his doll. And you can tell he's like, Jesus Christ, I almost just shot a kid. Yeah, where he sees it, he's just like, God fucking damn it. And he's like, I- I'm already, like, I'm freaked out. I almost shot a kid. Now there's more noises going on. I hear laughter. Like... Yeah, he hears another laugh in the kitchen, and he kicks through the door real quick and shoots at the stove. At the stove, but the gas was on and causes a giant explosion, and the house goes up, and he dies. Which is an actual like they actually blew up a house, which really looked awesome. Oh yeah, the it's and you know what's funny? I'm pretty sure it's like a place that had a bunch of other houses torn down around it because it is oddly placed with nothing around it. I wonder yeah. if they had them save one to blow up. And that's why. It's like in the middle of a giant vacant lot, like a parking lot, basically. Yeah. But explodes, he's dead. Cut right to the police station with Karen showing up looking for her son, and he is rightfully being questioned at the police station. Well, I love like, okay, son, why did you blow up the building? That wasn't me, that was Chucky. Chucky did it. Then there's this part where Karen's in there with the interrogation. Detective Mike's in there and the cop that was already interrogating him, Mike's partner. Andy, no one believes you about Chucky. Tell us the truth now. And he gets real nervous. Like, he told me to never tell anyone or he'd kill me. Yeah, well, it's another thing of like, I kind of give Andy a little bit of a pass because he is so young. But it's the thing of 
you don't have to tell the police the 100% truth. As long as you tell them enough to get it close enough, you're good. I don't think there's any version close to the truth that would work for him, though, to be honest. No, it were, or the only thing he could be like is like, it was another like kid that's dressed like a good guy doll. Yeah, that'd be his best bet. Like you said, he's so young, I can't even fault him for it. Yet he gets the pass. Yeah. Fucking Andy. But a doctor comes in, like a psychiatric doctor talked to Karen, and they're taking him for evaluation. Like he's going to be taken from Karen for a little bit. Yeah, which she is completely not into. No, and I mean, what parent would be? I get it. Exactly. Then next we have what I think is the most brilliant scene in this entire movie. Ooh. Which is Karen at home with Chucky, the the whole battery scene. And I think this is actually suspenseful horror done to perfection. This is perfect. Because we have never seen him full, like, human out Chucky yet. You know what I mean? No, we've seen little tiny glimpses in the background of, like, you'll see legs running, you'll see feet. You'll get, like, a first-person view of, like, from Chucky's point of view, but you don't actually see him. Yeah, it's almost at this point done at a moment where you could honestly believe it was Andy. If it wasn't for a few other things. Like, I feel like there was a version of the script where, like, are we gonna do the, make them think it's actually Andy the whole time? Like, is it all in his head? But then they change some stuff, but a lot of scenes are almost set up that way. This is the first Chucky scene. Yeah, which I love so much. Like you said, like, uh, Andy's mom's fucking around with the box, and the batteries fall out. And she's just like, she has that real, and it's the good guy branded batteries, which if you ever notice when you get batteries out of a box that come with the thing, they last so much longer than any other battery. Oh, the second you change those, they're going to shit. But yes, I know exactly what you mean. And she has that realization. Yeah, because right before she's looking at it, she's like, well, go on, say something. And she kind of laughs it off, walks out, and then sees the batteries, and then just it the camera holds just the right amount of time on her face and she looks over and chucky's still sitting where she left him and she's like trembling to check the back of his battery pack yeah and she does she opens up the uh, battery like a little pack thing and it's empty and chucky does an exorcist move and spins his head around 180 and is like hey i'm chucky yeah still in the regular Automated voice and everything, not his voice, but would scare the hell out of me. I would run out of that house screaming right then. Oh, yeah. And, like, she drops Chucky, and it's still, like, I love how they play with it up until, like, the point where, like, it turns. Of, like, she drops him, and it kind of looks like he rolls under the couch, but also you can be like, is that just the way I dropped him? Yeah, you don't see him crawl under there or anything. And that's when she grabs him and lights the fire, right? She's like, talk, talk, damn it. Talk or I'm going to light you on fire. She lights the fireplace. (laughs) After threatening him with fire, I guess he's had enough and he goes full Chucky right here. Oh yeah, I love it. He's like, you bitch, you whore, fuck you. Like he goes into full Chucky mode. Immediately throws out like 10 curse words in a second. Oh yeah, he's like, you fucking bitch, don't you fucking threaten me, and everything like that. And he bites her and, like, draws blood, and then just runs away. Well, that's unreal. like, whenever people talk about Child's Play and they don't like the Chucky movies, and they're like, it's just a doll, kick it away. It's like, number one, you're gonna be, like, shocked that this alive doll is trying to kill you. And he still does have muscle, and he's much smaller than you, so he can move quicker. 
And they they don't ignore that fact. It's not like they're like, oh, he's like, it's not like he's still Michael Myers or Jason bursting through doors. They compensate for that fact, for sure. Like, he definitely, if you know he's coming, he doesn't get that sneak up on you. People are usually able to get away from him unless he, like, gets the jump on him. Yeah, you are bigger, but most of the time you're not going to know it's coming. Yeah, exactly. And, like, if think about it. Have you ever been, like, attacked by a cat? Yes. Like, it's insane. Like, they're very small. And it's, it's, it's really insane how hard it is to, like, sometimes get them away from you if they're in that mode, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, she chases after him. He's in the elevator. He gets away. She goes to the police station and tells Detective Mike about Chucky, and he obviously doesn't believe her. And she tells him she's going to find that peddler and goes out searching for him. We'll jump through this. She goes to the sketchy part that Andy and Chucky were walking through earlier. It's nighttime, though. All the people that are homeless and the peddlers and stuff are around a fire. She finds him and wants to know where the doll came from. And he's about to straight up assault her. And Mike obviously followed her, shows up, saves the day. Yeah, thank God. Which is like... Number one, it's like uh, you. I wish you would like take a weapon with you if you're going into the really bad part of town alone. And it's like, thank God Mike was there to save him from like Wish.com Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah, and with his sketchy teeth. <laughs> but he get, like gets him and gets him to admit where he got it. He says, "I got it from a burned down toy store." And this obviously sets off that alarm. And Mike said because he was there that night that Charles Lee Ray died. And Karen already told him that's Charles Lee Ray in there. Yeah, she's like, yeah, at this point, he's like, Andy told me who this is. Like, He drops Karen off, and that's the end of it. Well, she kind of protests, like, no, let's go like find his apartment now and everything. But he drops her off, says, like, no, we're done for the night. And he starts driving away, and Chucky is in the backseat of the cop car. He's keeping his word, getting everyone he said he was going to get. Oh, yeah, we're, oh, this is the another, like, this is a great bit of slapstick i believe in this movie oh yeah and it like i said they do play with the fact of how tiny he is yeah where um he so like he's chucky's in the back seat and starts stabbing through the seat towards like the uh detective mike or whatever his uh, his thing is and like he keeps having to like jump away and be like whoa and then like he's like chucky stabs up and it almost hits his like balls and so then his, like, butt's up in the air, and it keeps, like, poking his butt and shit. It's so funny. And, like, the entire time he's driving at, like, full speed, weaving in and out of traffic. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Chucky, like, gets him with the jumper cables and strangling him, and he gets the cigarette lighter and burns Chucky And during these whole attempted stabbings. But he rolls the car, car wrecks, and Chucky is just running around the outside of the car toying with him. Yeah, because Chucky thinks he's still completely invincible. He's like, I'm a doll. You can't kill a doll. But he yeah. just got burned and hurt. And, like, right now he's going to also learn, like, here in a minute, like, oh, shit's changing. Yeah, because he gets shot and blam, he flies back and then he runs away. Yeah, which I do love the little, like, it's a little small scene, but when he's running around outside the car and he, like, stabs at his head and he gets his knife back, like... It's he, Chucky's having such a great time in his new body. Oh, yeah, I think he kind of likes it. <laughs> Next day, we get this quick scene, kind of just like, to be honest, a little bit of exposition dump, because Karen and Mike both meet up at Chucky's house from when it was human. Not together, they both are there at the same time, though. 
and there's creepy voodoo stuff everywhere, and they find out his nickname was Chucky. Right. Like, well, where do you think he's going? And there's this painting of this guy who's clearly, like, an expert in voodoo or his teacher in voodoo stuff, and, like, probably to this guy's house, and we cut to Chucky showing up at that guy's house. Yeah, I love the reveal of, like, Chucky, doesn't he climb, like, through the window? And he yeah. like he just presents himself pre- presents himself here of just like hey I'm back to his like voodoo like shaman guy. I want to point out because this is the first I think real good look we get at the animatronics they use for this. No CGI is used in Child's Play 1988, and holy shit, does it still hold up incredibly well? Like something about like the fact that they went all practical on it and didn't go stop motion either. Like they robotics this thing and it's great i love it oh so do i the fact that they did like they did animatronics and they did like um they put like a person in a chucky suit and had like oversized furniture around him for some scenes yeah it's genius the way they did this and it looks so well you can tell like it looks so good which even if this movie was made 10 years later in 1998 and they used cgi imagine how bad it would look today Oh my god, awful. To the point that there are Chucky movies that came out around that era that the CGI bits look awful. Thankfully, they never CGI'd Chucky fully, but... Right. Um, but he gets there, and he's like, what do you think? And the voodoo guy is like, you're an abomination before God. You've taken what I've taught you and perverted it. Yeah, he's like, I am not helping you. What the fuck did you do? This is insane. Yeah, but he's like, no, not helping you. And he starts leaving, and Chucky's like, I thought you might do that. You shouldn't show people where you keep your personal items. And he has a voodoo doll of that guy. Why would you have a voodoo doll of yourself to begin with? Yeah, that seems like, what happens if, like, you have a cat, and the cat starts playing with it and gnaws off the hand? Now, I don't know much about voodoo. Maybe it's a thing, like, if you make a voodoo doll of someone, you have to make one of yourself. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea either. There might be certain rules like that, but, like, I love the voodoo doll scene. Oh, yeah, it's actually, it might be the coolest kill in this movie, like, because Chucky just breaks his leg to get information from him, and it shows him, like, break the leg on the doll, and it looks so cool when the guy's leg just breaks in real life. Yeah, he, like, breaks his leg and breaks his arm and is, like, about to stab the guy, and then he finally gives him the information he wants. What not it about, like... You need to put your body, you need to put your soul into the first person you revealed yourself to. Yeah, the first person you revealed yourself to, you have to put your body into their soul or else you'll be trapped as a doll forever. He's like, holy shit, you mean I get to be a six-year-old boy again and like live my entire life? He's like, awesome. Well, I got a date with a six-year-old boy. It's just like, ugh, cringe. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good line. I think that one could have used an edit. I would love, like, later later Chucky movies, he'd be like, well, not in that way. I'm not that (laughs) weird. Or so, you know, like... Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and then, like, after the um, voodoo guy tells uh, Chucky what he wants, Chucky still stabs him. uh, Stabs the voodoo doll with the knife. And then just blood just starts coming out of nowhere on the guy where, like, the stab wound would have been. Yeah, you're telling me the serial killer isn't a stand-up guy? Which I'm guessing, too, since the voodoo doll is so small, but Chucky used, like, a normal knife on him, I wonder if the cut on the dude himself is actually, like, from, like, chest to belly. Like, it's huge or something. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know how that works like that. That'd be cool. 
Like, would it stay the scale of the person, or would it be this ginormous, like, knife stab through your entire, like, abdomen? <laughs> I don't know. Like, you just got, like, stabbed with a doorway, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Mike and Karen show up a few minutes later. It's too late, but the voodoo guy, as he's dying, tells them his heart is almost human. You have to kill him before he says the chant. And then we cut to the facility Andy's being held at. He looks out the window and sees Chucky making his way up. Are you telling me no one else is looking out the window at this moment and seeing this either to them doll climbing up the building or little boy in overalls climbing up the building? Either one. Yeah, I just want to see other people's reactions of just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and he starts calling for the doctor. He's like, no, no, Chucky's coming. He's going to kill me. And does not believe him. I guess I wouldn't either. No, I mean, it's, uh, of course, like, you're shouting at the movie, like, believe the six-year-old about the alive doll, but it's like, if this was real life, you'd be like, yeah, there's some something going on with him. Maybe he, we need to t ch uh, tune down the imagination a little. Yeah. Andy does kind of get Chucky with the oldest trick in the book here, though, because Chucky gets into the room and goes to the bed, and it's just a bunch of pillows underneath the blanket. Yeah, uh, actually, like, pretty great trope that happens quite a bit. Yeah, and then Chucky left the door open, so Andy runs out the door, grabs the keys on his way out, lo locks Chucky in there, and runs away. The doctor's yelling, hey, Andy! And he goes away and hides in another room. Right. Um. So he's hiding in the room with, like, what's that called? Like, electrotherapy and shit? You know, stuff oh. that's pretty much outlawed today, which as it should be, but that kind of stuff. Yeah, the electroshock therapy that, like, Lou Reed um, claimed that he went through, like, in the 50s or 60s or something and whatnot, and um, this is, might be one of my favorite kills of the movie. Yeah, th th they do get pretty good here, because he's hiding in there, but right then the doctor finds him and is about to sedate him. He has a sedative he's about to give Andy, and he's squirming, and Chucky shows up and stabs the doctor in the leg, Kind of brutally, the doctor falls down, straps the electro helmet to him, and shocks him to death to where his face is, like, cooking and bleeding out and everything like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, like, his mouth is bleeding, his eyes are bleeding. Yeah, it's it's really neat. And he does get away there. Detective Mom and Mike now, since they seem to be a team, show up shortly after, and no sign of Andy. They figure out he's going home. Again, why in these horror movies they never figure out main characters are going to go home if they need somewhere to go. Yeah, it almost seems like they almost solely go home. Yeah, that's where people go, typically. If you don't know where I am, you are probably right. I'm at home, if you're guessing where I am most of the time. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't get why this is always a big reveal in movies, but, like, <gasps> he's probably going home! He's gonna go home to look out his sister's window. <laughs> Um, but, so, they go back home, Andy gets a key, gets inside his house, starts barricading the door, um, goes in the closet and hides. Doesn't he grab, like, a toy sword or something? Yeah, he grabs something like that, like, something funny, like, almost like, um, it's, it's a dumb, like, thing in this movie, but in, like, New Nightmare, where, like, the dinosaur stuffed animal keeps protecting the kid. Yeah. I love Chucky riding up the elevator, like, doing the Toy Story slump thing, like, acting like he's a doll. And the couple on the elevator are like, oh, some boy left his doll. I'll leave it. They'll come back for it. She goes, it's an ugly doll. And as the elevator goes up, Chucky just goes, fuck you. Yeah. 
Well, because at this point, have you seen the picture of the evolution of Chucky's face in this movie? I don't know if I have, but I've seen this movie enough times, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we're like, at the very first picture of Chucky, it's the normal good guy looking doll, and then the very last one towards the end of the movie, he looks like uh, he's been through, like, some kind of bender or something. Like, he's smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, like... Well, the very last shot of his face, he looks like the Terminator when it doesn't look like Arnold anymore. It's just the robot skull underneath. Yeah, right before that. <laughs> okay. But I love that Chucky comes through the chimney somehow to get through the barricade. Yeah, because he's like, like you were saying, Andy's like pushing shit in front of the door to barricade it. And this, I guess, is another reason I thought it was a Christmas movie for so long. It's like Chucky comes through the chimney. Yeah, which maybe they meant it to be originally and they swapped it out for birthday, but there's no Christmas... I don't think so, actually, now that I'm saying that. I don't think, because there's no Christmas imagery anywhere in it, you know? No. It's just, like, wintertime. Yeah, there's just a few things we associate with Christmas, like retail coming down chimneys, cold, and presents. Yeah. Killer dolls. Which I think part of this was also made to be, like, a commentary on, like, consumerism to kids and stuff, which we would also associate a lot with Christmas, so that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. But he hits Andy with a bat and knocks him out pretty much right away. And he starts the chant, Doi Damdala, give me the power. You know, that whole thing. But as that's going on, Mike and Karen get there and they break through the barricade and they stop it just before he's done. And Mike gets the, any little person in a horror movie attacking someone, you're stabbing him in the leg. He gets the leg stab. Oh, 100%. Yes. Um, And then he gets away. They're searching the house for Chucky and... Mike goes into a room, gets knocked out with the bat. Again, I don't think he's got, like, metal bats here. Chucky's just really good at killing people with toys. Yeah, he's like, I can use this plastic to kill somehow. Like, it's a wiffle ball bat, but now it's, like, a hardwood. (laughs) Yeah, but Karen gets the jump on Chucky here and shoots his kneecap. Goes to shoot him again, but the gun jams. But she gets Chucky in the fireplace. It's kind of like a callback to their whole first meeting together when the whole battery scene and everything like that. Yeah, but this, yeah, I love how also, like, Chucky starts going insane, like a little dog that doesn't want to be in, like, a pet carrier. Yeah, he's he's freaking out, he's, like, rattling, like, no, no, no! And, and Andy has to light the match, because Karen told him the, what's that called? I don't have a fireplace. It's like a fire, it's like a, kind of like a mesh thing you put a, uh, in front of the fireplace, so, like, children don't walk into it. Yes, and dolls don't get burned alive in it. Yeah. But... Um, he lights it, and then he instantly switches the cute happy Chuck. He's like, but Andy, we're friends till the end, remember? And Andy gets the <laughs> final girl line, and I fucking love it. Yeah, this is the end, friend. Yeah, <laughs> and it lights the fire, Chucky burns, and quote-unquote dies. He dies like six times in this movie. Yeah, because they keep like it's the thing of like the voodoo guy was like, oh, you have to sh- you have to kill his heart, kind of thing. And they're shoot, they're aiming for everything, but they set him on fire. Later on, they're like aiming at everything but his heart. Yeah, uh, Mike wakes up at this point after all the heavy lifting has been done, and Andy goes to get the first aid kit and sees that Chucky's smoldering corpse is gone, so he's still out there somewhere. And then we get melted Terminator Chucky. Which I love, and it's super creepy, especially that scene when, like, Andy's on the ground crawling away from him, and Chucky is, like, walking towards him with the knife up. It's so creepy. 
Oh yeah, like I just want the Terminator theme to kick in right when we see him like that. Like, dun 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 dun, and you see like the Chucky looking thing right there. It's awesome. Well, that's almost like what the new like Child's Play reboot was was. It's like evil machines coming back to life. Yeah, he's chasing them and everything, and Karen's holding the door shut, and he stabs her hand through the door, which is pretty cool. I thought, and we get the Shining shot right there. He doesn't say the line, but pretty much like him, like pushing through the door, and it's legit, almost shot for shot. The Shining as Karen holding it, screaming just like Shelley Duvall in The Shining. Oh, in later movies, he would definitely say, "Here's Chucky." No, actually, you know what? There's a scene, and I think it's Seed of Chucky, where he breaks through a door like that, and he stops and goes, I can't think of what to say right here. (laughs) So, you think so, because he knows that we'd all expect it. He walks right up to it and doesn't take it. Which is even funnier. Yeah, because there's that one also in Bride of Chucky where, like, he has that, like, sticks a cop's head full of nails. He goes, that really looks familiar to me, like, because he looks like Pinhead. They yeah. play with a lot of, like, tropes with the classic stuff in them. But stabs her through the door, the shining shot. Karen then is in the hallway, like, with him coming towards her. She shoots his head off first, but the body's still walking towards her. Then she shoots his legs off, arms off, and then two to the chest. Pop, pop. And then he's basically the black knighting it here, with, like, just getting limb after limb blown off. Which, you know what this scene reminded me of? What? Is the scene in Jason X where it's KM versus Jason, and Jason just keeps getting his limbs blown off, but he still, like, keeps trying to come at him. Oh, I love that, and the music always kicks back in right when he gets back up and everything. (laughs) And then, quiet, yeah, I love that scene. Two to the chest, Chucky's down. They save, Chucky dies again. Mike's partner shows up, like, what the hell happened here? He tries explaining to goes, go in the hallway, but don't touch it. You can see what we're talking about. And he instantly touches it and picks up the head. Oh, yeah, and he's, like, fucking with it. He's, like, hitting it and stuff. He's like, look, it's dead. And he's like, boink, 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 boink. Like, Yeah, he's standing there holding the head, laughing about it, like, you guys are all crazy. And the body comes through the vent, the burn-up body, and grabs him by the throat. And I love it because the head is yelling the commands at the body the whole time. Yeah, it's almost like um, Reanimator, where there's, like, the headless doctor, where he's, like, carrying his head around the entire time, and he's, ma- like, telling his body what to do. <laughs> yeah, good pull. It is a lot like that. And then Mike finally shoots the body right in the heart, and you see all the blood spurt out the back, so he got the heart, and he dies for real, at least for this movie this time. Didn't count it, because you guys know. And yeah. <laughs> th- they all leave to the hospital. The end. I mean, a pretty awesome, like, solid ending, like, especially, like, it's definitely not boring. Like you said, they kill Chucky, like, three or four different times in different ways, and we get the final big, like, last pop-out scare of him choking the detective through the vent, and then finally the big blow of, like, and all the blood splatter and stuff, it goes slow-mo for a second. Yeah, to let you know they got the human part and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I love this movie. You know what's weird? I always like Chucky movies. And just a few months ago, I sat down and did that full rewatch right through it. I'm like, I I always liked it, but like, man, I fucking love this franchise. Well, and there's so many, like, number one, Brad Dorff as Chucky is, like, perfect. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad he stuck around. Alex Vincent, like, he's in, the, I think, the first and second one. Then he shows back up in, like, way later Chucky movies. 
Yeah, it's in uh, Curse. Curse is when he first comes back, yeah. And I believe he's going to be in the Chucky series. Oh, he was in the pilot episode. That's his voice on the phone that calls. Yeah, you hear his voice, yeah. Minor spoilers for the pilot, but come on, people. Yeah, come on. If you're listening to this, you should have seen that. Or if not, it's still the first episode. It's not like we've ruined the show for you. No, and also it's on YouTube for free, so check it out. Yeah. Um. So what do you think? Like, overall thoughts? Ooh. Overall, like you said, it's a very solid movie. It doesn't try to be more than it is. It's not trying to be, like, grandiose or anything. It's like, okay, we're a killer doll movie, but they actually do it in a really good way. It's not, like, slappy from Goosebumps or something, you know? It's like, Chucky is sometimes actually very scary. Where does it rank on your list of, like, killer dolls? We got, like, the Puppet Master puppets. We got Annabelle. We got Slappy. Where are you ranking Chucky there? Chucky's number one. Yeah, I think so, too. Even, I love Puppet Master, and I love some of, like, the puppets in that, but those movies, honestly, even though I love them, they are terrible. There's not a single good Puppet Master movie, if you ask me. The franchise is good, but if you sit down to watch any singular Puppet Master movie, you're always gonna be like, eh, if that makes any sense. Even, like, The Littlest Reich might be the best one, but even that's saying something with that kind of name. Yeah. So, you want to get into Count of the Dead? Yes, where are we at with the Count of the Dead? Ah, ah, ah. So, for those who don't know, one, thank you for joining us, but two, the Thriving with Horror Count of the Dead is where we tally up all the deaths in the movie, and we add them to the total number of the deaths in every movie we've done so far to get a nice big number of the Count of the Dead. Last movie we did was Halloween Kills, which brought our Count of the Dead to 689. Where do you think Child's Play brought us? God, remember when we were still in October reviewing Halloween Kills and everything was nice? I do, but it also feels like forever since we've recorded an episode because we're not doing doubles anymore. I was like, man, how do I do this when I was logging on today? We legit had, it was just a glitch. We're like, why are we having technical trouble at the beginning of the episode today? Yeah, like it was, it's really, like you were saying, it's really weird. We're not doing two or three episodes a week and it's like, now I have free time. Fuck, what am I supposed to do? I just pace around my house and I'm like, I don't have to be editing every waking hour of the day anymore. What do I do? But uh, let's see. Count of the Dead. I'm trying to. It depends on how you did it. I didn't count Chucky in any form. I didn't count Charles Lee Ray or Chucky. Okay. Because I was going to say it's either four or five. So I'm going to go with four. So you think that brought us to 693? Yes. Well done. Four. Yep. 693 Count of the Dead. Good job. Look. Start November off in a good way. We got Child's Play, you got Count of the Dead. <laughs> and well, that, that's why I was like, if he counts Charles Lee Ray, that's five. And I was about to say five. Well, a- anytime there's a weird stipulation, I'll try to clarify it. Okay. Well, every week, Greg does his Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. And I like to do my rating system, but I don't like to do stars or thumbs up because number one, Joe Bob does stars and Joe Bob is sacred. Number two, Siskel and Ebert used to do stars, and they can go fuck themselves. Correct. So I like to pick something from the movie and do that thing one through ten, one being the worst, ten being the best. Let's see, what's really good for child's play? Oh, there's a ton. There's lots of imagery in this movie. I'm going to say, because of one of my favorite parts of this movie is when Chucky's cursing. So I'm going to do curse words. Okay, that I can get that one. That works. All right, so a number like one curse word, which would be the worst, is like saying like butt or like boobies or like something really like stupid. It's not even a curse word. 
So like a Ned Flanders curse. Yeah, like you're saying Fanny or something like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, a number ten curse word. I'm gonna say the number my number one curse word would be probably like fuck. Yeah, I'd say that's still safe to say. Fuck, you can use it in so many different fuck you, fuck all, fuck that, fuck this, you know. Yeah. I'm going to probably get, I'm going to give Child's Play a solid 7 out of 10 curse words. Okay, I can see 7 out of 10. It's uh, it's a fun kickoff to the series. It's, I love like the tension building in it where like you don't see Chucky from the very first second running around as the doll. Like, there's a tension-building thing of, like, who actually, is it Andy doing it? Is it the doll? Is it maybe something else, you know? Yeah, okay. I feel like we got a pretty big discrepancy on this one. I, but I'm not, I'm not arguing your seven. I went with a nine curse words. Wow. I think this is the closest Child's Play gets to perfect in a franchise I love. It still doesn't quite hit it. I think if they could have changed some stuff at the beginning where... They played a little more with that, what you were saying, like, was it Andy, is it Chucky? They would have tweaked a couple things, I think would have been perfect. Um, this is the best in the franchise, though, but yeah, I'd, I give it a solid 9. I think this movie's fantastic, missing a few little things that could have brought it to a 10. Yeah, even you putting it, like, oh, that close to a perfect, like, I can even, like, see, like, okay, I, it's not one that I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, I can see it, you know. Okay. I was worried. I didn't know if we get the argument going here. No. Uh, like Phantasm or Veronica. No. Well, because I like Chucky, but it's not like a series I'm super passionate about. Yeah. Well, you want to hear about next week? I was going to say, um, we already kind of made a tiny reference to next week's movie, if you listen closely. Yes, we did. Next week is a return to two people we covered on the same movie before, way back on episode 25. Going back to Ed Wood and Bella Lugosi, Bride of the Monster. Holy shit, we actually get real-life Bella Lugosi in an Ed Wood movie. You think he gets an Ed Wood trifecta? I, I hope so. <laughs> Wouldn't it I be should... weird if he didn't? Yeah, <laughs> He's we... so messed up. We're like, no, not this movie. No, the guy that it's named after, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can't not wait for next week with bride of the monster you already mentioned ed it's an ed wood movie bella lugosi's back tor johnson is in this as lobo the um yes assistant. he is uh, who everyone Earth thinks Angora. is a monster what's that who everyone thinks is the monster yeah no the monster is stock footage of an octopus spoilers alert. So <laughs> i can't wait Oh yeah, I cannot wait for this movie. Like, it, I am such a huge Ed Wood fan. If anything's going to pull me out of the November slump, it's going to be an Ed Wood movie. I can't wait. It'll be a fun time. Um, that's all I got there. Thank you guys for listening. Please follow us on all the socials. We are on, what are we on? There's a Facebook group and a Facebook page. There's a Twitter. There's an Instagram. There's a TikTok. Search Throbbing with Horror. You'll find us. Make sure you leave us a five-star rating. Helps us out a ton. I saw some more people did that this past week. Thank you very much. And that's all I got. Yeah, check out um, the other shows on our on the network, Geek Positive, the Audio Anxiety Radio Show, anything else that could just surprisingly come out of nowhere. Who knows? But yeah, check out everything. And um, thank you, guys. And uh, we hope that Child's Play has left your brain throbbing with horror.